Hi, my name is Louise Brockman. I'm the founder and CEO of the Advisory Board Centre. I'm here with my very special guest, Andrew Hadley, who is the CEO of PNN Group. Welcome, Andrew. Hi, Louise. Thanks for the opportunity to be here. Yeah, well, it's great to reconnect now three years after um, our, our, um, our paths sort of um, joined for that period of time. But Andrew, I'd love for you to share um, uh, with everyone a bit, about, uh, a bit about your background and what you were doing three years ago. Yeah, so uh, I joined PNN Bank back in 2014 as the Chief Executive Officer. So um, it's the probably the only locally owned customer bank in Western Australia. Uh, and I guess we had a, uh, a five-year strategy. And at the end of that, it involved a level of inorganic growth. So uh, as you know, back in 2019, we did a merger with BCU, uh, an East Coast-based credit union. Uh, but part and parcel of what we wanted to build, I guess, was quite a unique operating model. And I guess we, we wanted to respect the heritage and the identity of traditional brands. And one of the opportunities that we saw to differentiate, I guess, was to create a, a unique governance arrangement whereby we put in place brand advisory councils that sat there and were able to assist our respective brand general managers to help run their business. Mm. It was a really interesting strategy. And then uh, three years ago when we met, we were looking at what is the difference between your governance structures and best practice for an advisory board. And you ended up calling them advisory councils. Yeah, it was a very deliberate and conscious decision, I suppose. I mean, we have a group board for um, PNN Group or the ADI, as we call it, in banking circles. Um, and underneath that, I guess we wanted to establish this notion of uh, an advisory board. But we wanted to very much differentiate, I guess, and, and make sure that to a large degree, the governance of the bank sat at the group level and to ensure that there wasn't any confusion below. So as you know, I guess we work closely with you guys to establish what were the terms of reference or charter for the advisory councils as we chose to determine. Uh, yeah, to and, and call them. yeah, it was an interesting Sorry. strategy where you put an advisory council over each individual brand. Yeah, that's right. And again, our strategy moving forward, I guess, is a multi-branded strategy and we would intend to do that moving forward. So it was recognising, I guess, a national business, uh, very difficult for directors on the West Coast to understand what was happening on the East Coast and vice versa. And therefore, much better off finding local people, movers and shakers, I guess, who are connected within those communities and have better um, opportunities, I guess, to support and, and let the brand GM know what's going on around them. So that was a very conscious decision. It's part of our model moving forward. As we introduce new brands, uh, we would certainly be looking to put in place a, a new advisory council. Mm. It's interesting where you put so much work up front in scoping out what those advisory councils would do and what they wouldn't do. How are they different to your governance structures? Yeah, well, probably the, the easiest way of thinking about it is that a group level takes care of all the group licensing, uh, regulators, compliance, uh, and the advisory councils are very much around the performance of the brand, or perhaps another way of looking at it, the sort of voice of the customer type thing. So we're still very structured in terms of how we hold our meetings, uh, clearly focused on the agenda and what are the hot topics for um, a general manager, but we get to spend some really quality time focusing in on brand, customer and people type metrics. And we leave a lot of the sort of uh, risk 
um, aspects and compliance to the to the broader group. Because mm, it's important, isn't it, that that advisory council know where their advice and their feedback starts and stops uh, when the yeah. government comes in. Absolutely. And I guess we were very keen sort of having had the conversation with you to make sure we didn't end up in a situation where we had shadow directors. Yeah. So we're very clear that it's not a decision making body. It's simply about providing advice, but we genuinely value the advice that we get at those meetings. Mm. And Andrew, are you seeing that as a long term strategy? Do you see that as a, a strategy for a period of time until brands settle and then they dismantle or how does that work out for you? Yeah, no, on the contrary. I mean, we see this as a permanent fixture of our model. And uh, again, I mean, we, we'd done a bit of homework prior to the merger. I mean, we'd had a look at um, another organisation in Canada that had a very simple model and had been a bit hit and miss within some brands that had worked and within other brands it hadn't. And, and we said, if we want this to be part of our operating model, then we need to make the commitment to get it right. So... Uh, as we set it up, I think particularly the first couple of meetings, we're finding our feet, um, but we've now got that healthy rhythm. So no, this isn't a part-time thing. It's not an interim thing. We're committed to this and we believe it genuinely can provide advice that might be difficult for the main board to um, find the time to give. Mm. Uh, does it, how much of a different perspective does it, does it give you, Andrew? Because I guess they're, they're independent of the organisation, the, the external advisors. Yeah, they are. So it's, uh, I guess they can come in with a fresh set of eyes. I mean, you would hope that they're connected into the community and, and they'd have a sense for, for what was going on. And we would certainly um, encourage that. So, I mean, the board still takes a keen interest in the performance of each of the brands. Uh, one of the things we do, and we've, we've established the brands as being quite autonomous. So the general manager of the brand has high levels of autonomy, discretion, delegation, and the like to be able to um, to pull the levers, uh, and I guess the advisory council sort of sit there and they can provide support. So it's it's a really nice um, harmonious working relationship. Uh, hopefully, and again, it, it's important the advice. Sorry, the council members genuinely think that their advice is being heard, uh, and there's no doubt about that. But equally, it's then up to the general manager, I guess, to take that advice on board and do with it as they see fit. Globally, there's um, there's an increase in corporatised advisory boards, and in Australia, the aged care sector are regulating advisory boards now for the first time to have stakeholders sort of feedback. Um, it's really interesting how stakeholder feedback is now becoming more and more important in corporate environments, and I guess this is a this is a structured way to be able to do that. Yeah, it is. And I mean, I like to see it very much sometimes as representing that voice of customer. And that's so important for us around um, brand and people and what, what's that customer experience that's going on. And as I say, we, we've gone to great lengths to make the separation that it is about advice and, and therefore we, we drop the word board per se. Mm. I suspect to all intents and purposes, it, it does something similar. But that, that was a very conscious decision, I guess, in establishing the terms of reference for the council. Yeah. What's your frequency of your meetings then? Um, uh, how often do they meet? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. So we started off on the basis of we thought it would be quarterly meetings and we think there's enough time, I guess, to see things that have happened and have things worked since the last one. So broadly speaking, we'd get together on a um, quarterly basis. 
There's obviously the option within the terms of reference if we wanted to call a more frequent or an ad hoc meeting that we could do that. Uh, and I think the other thing that's worked particularly well for us, we made a conscious effort to say that we were going to work hard on the quality of papers. So the pack that goes out to our advisory council is almost a mini version uh, of a board pack in terms of format. It obviously doesn't have some of the things in there, but we provide the financial performance of the brand. It's very difficult for a councillor to advise if they don't understand what's going on and how that's working. So each of the brands has its own shadow, profit and loss. We share those numbers, the brand metrics, uh, brand consideration, what's our awareness that's going on? What are the service levels going on within contact centres and those types of things? So it's actually a really rich pack of information. And I guess it, if you put the time and effort into that, and it takes a little bit of time, but I think it adds to the quality of the debate and the conversation. Mm. So as CEO, Andrew, do you see these um, advisory councils um, management discipline in the organisation, or do you see it as more as a, as a CEO, you're getting line of sight to the customer? Where does it fit into, I guess, your broader mandate in your role? Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting question. So, I mean, obviously, I have a number of, uh, well, at the moment, two brand general managers that report through, in addition to your traditional, I guess, banking org structure that plays out. So really um, key relationships within there. For me, it's just another reference point. So I, I attend all the advisory council uh, meetings, uh, try to pay a bit of a backward step in terms of that. At the end of the day, um, we're paying our advisory council members to be there to give them the advice. I think it's really important that I take that opportunity. But uh, as I was saying to you, I mean, it's the opportunity for me to sit down and spend some time drilling into some metrics that perhaps Without the council, I wouldn't have the time to do elsewhere. So I really enjoy the experience once a quarter to sit down, to look through uh, a different looking pack of information and hear the types of questions and feedback um, that the council members might be providing to the brand GM. Mm. Very interesting. And uh, I, I guess for other CEOs of, of corporate entities, um, organisations that are looking at to do mergers and acquisitions, what would be your tips or advice that you provide other CEOs? Look, I think it's very much dependent on your strategy at the end of the day. So again, it's got to be purpose-driven why you're doing this. For us, um, we, we recognised a lot about the importance of heritage and identity of brands. And I guess in a sector that is consolidating, um, we, we offer something that is quite different. So traditionally people might do mergers, but it's sort of with a view that's going to be sort of one brand becoming dominant over time or perhaps even up front. Um, we are committed to respecting that heritage and identity and therefore it's um, an integral part of our operating model. And that's the reason why we've invested in advisory councils and, and indeed the multi-brand model more broadly. Um, it's something that we see operating long into the future and potentially a point of difference, I guess, as the industry consolidates that people might say, well, that's actually got lots of appealing aspects to it. The autonomy, um, the delegations can control pricing, et cetera, et cetera, um, and respecting where we've come from. And that's a really important part of the puzzle. Well, I really applaud you being a real pioneer in this space, Andrew. It's really exciting. This worldwide trend is, is growing. 
um, and stakeholder engagement becoming more and more important um, in time to come. So thank you so much for, for sharing that and, and for allowing us to be part of that journey, uh, you know, three years ago and uh, look forward to seeing how the PNN group um, uh, continues to grow as a family. Yeah, thanks, Louise. It's been a pleasure uh, sharing the story and we certainly appreciate the support of ABC. You're welcome.